What up, what up, what up? And welcome to another episode of Sports Talk KC. I'm your host. Well, one of your hosts. Sorry about that, sports heads. Mm. Cowboy. <laughs> Fellas. <laughs> what it do, KC? Uh, divisional round weekend is upon us. Lee 86 on the one and two. And what's going on, sports heads? DB1492 here. Uh, before I swing it back to you, Cal, like I do always, each and every week, housekeeping duties. Um, if you want to, you can, if you're, if you're inclined, you can, uh, support the show by liking and subscribing to your preferred, uh, podcast streaming platform. And then also on, uh, on Apple podcasts, you can leave a review and leave a five-star review for us. And I will read those on the show. We don't have any new ones. And then also on Spotify, they just added a, uh, five-star review so you can, uh, on Spotify, you can go to Sports Talk KC, and right underneath it, you can see where it gives you, you can rate the show, you can give us, you know, preferably a five-star review, but however you want to rate us, and then if you want to get notifications when we drop new episodes, which is weekly, um, you can hit that notification bell on Spotify as well, so they're kind of going with that YouTube route over there, but yeah, that's all the little housekeeping duties I have. Um, so I'll just swing it back to you, Cal. All right, all right. Let's get into a little bit of Chiefs news. Uh, we got some headlines going on here in the world, uh, Kingdom. What we got in there, Lee? Um, yeah, man, as our uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, get ready and prepared for this um, divisional um, weekend in these NFL playoffs, um, there is some um, couple of things I just wanted to state out of um, one Earlhead Drive. Um, the first one, the first one being that um, Willie Gay is is, is uh, going through some things. He was actually arrested um, Wednesday evening. Um, at approximately around 1030. Um, now it's been, you know, circulated, you know, the story is out, you know, of course he spent, spent a night over, over, spent a night in jail in the, uh, Johnson County, um, detention center, um, stemming from a domestic, you know, disagreement with the mother of his son. Um, that's what I know right now. As far as that goes, but, um, you know, just wanted to kind of share that news there with um, Willie Gay um, kind of, you know, having a bump in the road right before such a big game against Buffalo. Like I said, it was something said that he broke a vacuum or, you know, uh, put a put, you know, broke a door frame or something like that along those realms. But, um as far as his availability on Sunday or not, we have not got to that point. Um, if you ask me, I think he'll be good to go. Um, they said the damages didn't even add up to $1,000. So, you know, a cracked cell phone screen. So, yeah, sports heads, that's the latest with our starting um, linebacker, um, Willie Gay. If you guys got anything on that, you could just kind of touch up on it. But I, I did have a quick follow-up once we are done with uh, Willie Gay. The only thing I got is what I just put in the chat, man. Um, it seems – I mean, it's it, – I know if you have another one, I know there's another thing that happened also, but to this point on Willie Gay, um, 
like I said in that chat when I sent out, um, ever since the Kareem Hunt, it seems like every year there's one now uh, with this team. And um, it's, I guess with the Willie Gay, I mean, have have it to where you can you, – you got to get the courts involved or whatever you got to do to where – because it seems like you and your – I mean, speaking on this situation, I guess – I guess I'm tiptoeing around it. Let me just go with what I'm saying. I guess just have it to have it to where I guess you don't have to speak to to her, I guess. Just have it to where you can just have a, a, a neutral site where you guys can just drop off your child. You don't have to speak to each other, in my opinion. So you won't have uh, situations like this blow up in the future. Sorry to get, you know, discombobulated to that point, but I was just trying to find the right words and not try to be disrespectful towards him because I'm not in that situation and I don't want to be like, seem like I'm judgmental on it, but it's just like, you know, you have this grand opportunity, you know, to play in the NFL. You're very talented and we're going to need your services on Sunday. Um, and I know there's more things important than football, but this is your livelihood and you want to take care of your child. So I just figured that, you know, just in the future cases, you know, so nothing like this will happen again. Um, you know, have it to where you have it arranged with with the courts in the court system with your uh, baby moms to, you know, have visitations and y'all just have that to where y'all don't have to speak to each other. And then also, I mean, I would hope that the Chiefs would uh, kind of interfere here and get him some help. I know um, – you know, earlier in the season, he was talking about he was having mental health issues. I don't know if it's pertaining to this. This is just speculation on my part. But I know that I follow him on Instagram, and I know that, uh, you know, sometimes on his stories or whatever, he talks about all he wants to see is, his, you know, his little man or whatnot. So, I mean, like I said, I'm not in that situation, so I can't necessarily, I guess, uh, quote unquote speak on it but I guess that's just my thoughts just in a roundabout way sorry to fumble there along the way but I was just trying to find the right words and the right way to say it I guess uh, all the time man um, if, if you're vinegar and oil it don't mix uh, what I would do is just try to set it up or I don't know if he got any court records uh, pertaining visitation for his child that, that would be a good option to do but if you guys are not on great terms with each other, maybe meet in public areas as far as the exchange exchanges. So you don't have to be in a situation to where you guys, uh, something like this happens again. I mean, it's ways of going around it. I don't know the man's whole situation. Um, just going off of what things that I may be, that I've been through in life. Uh, it's ways of getting around it. Uh, but, um, I just think it should be like a public place where they meet and do their exchanges so he doesn't get sucked into whatever caused him to uh, assassinate the vacuum and break uh, a telephone. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just a quick little brush up on this. You know, I feel like it was uh, very <laughs> – elementary you know to call the police on someone because of a vacuum cleaner or a cracked cell phone you know um when i heard 
you know, the more in-depth in, in details behind this, it was just kind of like, you know, that's that's real petty, um, real elementary. But it is what it is. Um, like Beach stated, hopefully uh, his mental state, um, first and foremost, is at bay and up to par, you know, because he is a young staple to this organization. Um and, you know, like I said, um, he's a staple and an anchor. So um, just going to kind of have to hope, hopefully he can keep himself out of those sticky um, type situations. But uh, that is, you know, one of the little tidbits that I had out of one Earl Head drive with the, <clears throat> you know, with the developments with the whole Willie Gay thing. <clears throat> My second tidbit that I have here is a very interesting one to me. Um, the Chiefs here about an hour or two ago just signed um, Demond Arnett um, to a future slash reserve contract in sports. Here. You may say, who is Damon Arnett? Um, it's the young cornerback that got released by the Las Vegas Raiders earlier this year for posting a video um, saying that he was going to, um, you know, shoot somebody. And he posted that video. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Um, the Chiefs have signed him to a future slash reserve contract. And, you know, that was kind of, you know, to me, uh, I know we're going to, you know, just kind of get into it, but with the uncertainty of Fenton going down right before the game last week against Pittsburgh in the wild card round, it kind of makes you say, well, <clears throat> Brett Veach doing his, you know, one-two thing, you know. Um, besides the baggage Arnett has, you know, with that, with that situation that I just mentioned, um, I think he's a good player. Um, as far as him fitting in this year, I don't know. But, you know, Fenton is uncertain with, with his back, hasn't practiced all week. But I just thought that was kind of interesting if you guys did not know that. Dame Damon Arnett is now a Kansas City Chief. And it's not just like some little splash signing. They signed him to a future slash reserve contract. That's pretty significant. Um, you guys can just kind of touch up on that if you uh, didn't didn't know that yet. Uh, I did, and that's where I kind of stopped myself in, on the Willie Gay. Um, yeah, I, I just don't understand. I, I guess as far as a futures contract – as far as I'm trying to figure out what the hell does that even really mean? Does that mean he can play this year or this is just for next season? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say. I don't know the plans for him, but that's why I kind of, you know, I went think in details to that. I think he could, you know, they could, they could strap him in. They could throw him in sometime this year. Yeah. Yeah. If they wanted to. Well, I guess I have two points on this. Uh, one, I, I don't, I don't really like this signing. Just, just like I was about to say earlier, as far as it started, seemed like it started with the Kareem Hunt uh, thing, or maybe even before that. Um, and then it's just been like one every year, and then you go inside somebody that that was on TikTok, freaking, I don't know what that first weapon was. It was some type of automatic weapon. It wasn't a Uzi, but it was something else. And then he had, and then there was two other guns on the. 
on the video as well. Um, I guess if you keep on playing with fire, I guess I guess you're just gonna keep getting burnt. I mean, you had Frank Clark issues earlier this this offseason. Um, Bashad Breeland. I mean, he's no longer with the team. But I'm just saying these instances where you keep signing these players like this. Um, well, it uh, just to kind of it just, throw it just up. gets on my at this point. It, it's it's just like it, I've had enough with it. It's just like, well. I'm not going to worry about it if you're not worried about it. And, um, you know, as far as these players that you uh, keep signing and, if, you know, as far as like not necessarily your reputation, but as far as these players actually being available for you, you up there giving them this money. I'm just I guess uh, the word would be flabbergastic, uh, you know, you know, well, just. Well, to me, to me, to me, I was just going to kind of say um, the Chiefs have kind of always had this bubble over them that um, they kind of stray away from guys with a little bit of red flaggage or baggage, whatever you kind of want to put it there. And the Chiefs have showed um, I'm kind of fan of, of, of the other side to where, you know, I, I'm glad that they're an organization that showed that, hey, our our top tier brass in this organization is strong enough. We have leadership ability in our locker room. So those kind of things don't matter with us um, specifically when it, in this organization. Um, so therefore it lets me know, number one, you have a strong, you have a strong ship that's out there selling away in your organization um, by signing the, guys um it's it's just not like they're one of those organizations like i'll kick them while we're down no nah, the chiefs have showed in recent memory that this is an organization that hey every good cat may fall off the stairway every now and then but every good cat will land on its feet and the chiefs have kind of went with that with that mentality and i like it because a lot of people used to be like oh Clark cut he, he look how he did Marcus Peters. Uh, 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 look how he did some other ones. But on the other hand, on the other side of that hand, there's a lot up there to say, well, he did this, he did that. That's all I'm trying to say is that this team does not judge a book by its cover when it comes to talent on the football field. Uh, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with that kid. He was up and coming with the Raiders. Uh, Very good kid. Instinct. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was he was starting for the Raiders and uh, was uh, very productive. I, I, what I what I gotta say, I'm not gonna go into the, you know, like how you guys went, but I'll I'll kind of dive in it. Uh, the Chiefs need a little nastiness on this team. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. promote violence or. Uh, Exactly. You know, things like that. But they need some bad boys on this team. It's uh too much fluff in certain uh positions. <laughs> and um I'm happy with the signing. The dude was up and coming, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. He's young, he's still learning, he's learning to be a pro. And what better organization to come to than the Kansas City Chiefs to learn how to be a pro in this league? So yeah. for me personally, I like it. I mean, he's a young guy, he's up and coming. Uh he was pulling his weight on a terrible. Well, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to go into the Raiders, but he was pulling his weight on the Raiders team. They had a lot of mishaps this year, 
And uh, like I said, no telling what was going on in his personal life at the time, but he is still very young. Yeah, okay. like I said, I, we don't we don't know the significance of Fenton's injury, so it could be looked at. We need another guy <laughs> eventually somewhere <laughs> to kind of help use out in some well, others, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Well, I, just real quick, two points. One, I'll just push back on the guess the bad boys things. There's plenty of dogs in this league that you know that are aggressive and play with heart, and you know they don't have off the field problems. Um, I'm not going to go down the list of names. You can think of the guys yourselves. Uh, there's plenty of them. My thing is number two. Um, as far as a future reserves contract, I just think, um, well, you know, as far as the recent history with Brett Beach, he doesn't necessarily um, value corners very highly, um, even in free agency or in the draft. Um, and the only thing I can think of is um, Charvarius Ward will be a free agent after this year and probably will be looking to get some type of compensation you know you know maybe the Chiefs won't want to you know pay so maybe they're just bringing this guy in for next season so that that's all I got um, on that hmm. okay that's logical thinking Cal uh, okay I thought okay that's just my had something else my bad y'all uh <laughs> sorry about that I kind of I'm watching the Mavericks game at the same time while we're talking y'all. Those dialed into that. But let's go into our uh, NFL picks that we had. It was some doozies on these uh, great football that was being played and a few uh, upsets as well. Lee, go ahead and dive in because I, I, I know I did great in my picks. No, you didn't. Uh, uh, Lee, uh, Lee, just go ahead and dive in. No, you didn't, <laughs> fella. You picked the Cowboys. That's, well, the one, that's the one I lost. I know that's the well, one. Well, me and Lee picked, picked it right across the board. Right. Well, let me get on into it, fellas. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, for uh, Super Wild Card Week, uh, Wild Card Week here in the NFL that just passed, like I said, um, there was some head scratchers, um, there was some nail biters, and there was just some taking another team behind the woodshed. But uh, starting with the first game on Saturday, we had the Raiders fall to the Bengals in Cincinnati, 19 to 26. We all picked Cincinnati in this ball game. We felt that, you know, the potentness of Burrow and Chase and Mixon and that scrappy young defense um, would be too much for the Raiders. And we were all right here at Sports Talk KC. Um, like I said, the final in that score in the final in that game was 19 to 26. I had it being 31 20. Um, Beats had it being 28-24, and Cal had it being 31-24. to So we were all pretty much really close in that ball game. We all knew Cincinnati would win it, and we all knew it would kind of be a tight ball game. And it um, panned out just that way, um, a, getting to that. Go ahead. I was just, just going to ask, do you, uh, you want to bring up that controversial call real quick? With a whistle. I mean, 
I mean, since you said it, I mean, in my opinion, I mean, Jerome, you know, um, that was a very, you know, for to blow the whistle in the middle of a play and the Raiders clearly stop and, you know, Cincinnati go ahead and throw a touchdown and they keep it as a touchdown was shocking to me. But, you know, um, I mean, they made a silly bonehead call like that. And that's why the brother in his staff is not going to be able to coach uh, right. or to officiate another game in these playoffs. But, right. Um, but also, the NFL came out and said the whistle came after the catch, where clearly, if you look at the video, nah. it's clearly doing the play. Yes, so where's the yes. where's the accountability from from the league on that? I, and then mm. if that's the case, then why isn't this crew continuing in the playoffs then? Right. I I, I just didn't want to bring it up. I mean, it is what it is. I wasn't giving the Raiders much of a shot in this game. None of us were. Um, but good for them, you know, to be in the playoffs. Um, after after so long, um, then you go back to the last time they were in the playoffs. They had the monumental controversial call with the Tuck rule with Tom Brady and the Patriots that started the whole ball rolling down the hill with the Patriots dynasty and yada yada yada. So it kind of sucks for the Raiders. The last two times they've been in the playoffs, it's been some shadowing. A very horrible officiating. It is what it is. Um, the Bengals did what they had to do. Um, it sucks for the Raiders, but you know Cincinnati's moving on. But the Raiders did, you know, gutted out the best of their ability. Uh, moving on to the second AFC um, game of that Saturday double hitter, we had the Buffalo Bills really just dismantle. The air ducks of Bill Belichick and Mac Jones, the Patriots, being defeated 17 to 47. Yes, that's right. That was one of the head scratchers. Um, we all actually had Buffalo winning this game, just to make it quick. Um, I had Buffalo winning 23 17. Beats had it at 2017. And Cal had it at 17 to 10. Um, we clearly all thought Buffalo would win and it'd be a tight fight to the end, but no, it wasn't. It was just a woodshed meeting, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, in our house again, we're gonna we gonna beat you down. So Buffalo <laughs> real nice in that game. So we all picked Buffalo as well. Um, you guys got anything on that game or anything? No, nah, not really. Have a game in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like I said, the only perfect, the perfect game in, in a, the only perfect game in NFL history where they score a touchdown on all seven possessions, field goals, no punts, you know, um, things of that nature. So, uh, shout out to uh, Bills Mafia. <laughs> uh, to start off with the sun, the, the first Sunday game we have Philadelphia traveling to Tampa Bay to t uh, take on Tom Brady and the Bucks. We all knew the Bucks was going to do their thing. Um, they were victorious, one to fifteen over Philly. Um, just a quick little follow up. I had it at twenty seven seventeen. Beats had it at thirty five sixteen. And Cal had it at thirty five to thirteen. 
So we were kind of all right as far as, you know, predicting the score. It was in those guidelines there. So, you know, um, Tom Brady and the Bucks, shout out to them. They are moving on, you know, um, did what they had to do. Um, and to the headbanger, the 49ers. That's right. The 49ers, who me and B said we're going to go into Jerry's world and make some Cowboys cry. That's right. San Francisco was victorious 23 to 17 over the Cowboys. And Cal went with the Cowboys in this ball game. Um, me and Beach just knew um, Jimmy G and Kyle was going to figure out a way. And Debo Samuel. <laughs> they were going to figure out a way in Jerry's world. And it was just that um, I had it pretty, we all had it real, real close, which it was, but it was kind of a you know, the battle, not a shootout like we thought. I had it being 49ers 31 28. Beats had it being 49ers 36 33. Cal had it being Dallas 33 to 28. But um, we know how that went. 49ers said, Rip. No, no. Uh, I know that all the ESPN and all the other shows have kind of just made it down to this one play towards the end when um, the Cowboys decided the freaking quarterback draw. In my case, if you watch that game, the, the Cowboys was done the whole game. The offense couldn't do anything against the 49ers D. You had Ezekiel Elliott with 30 yards rushing on 12 attempts. Dak Prescott throwing interceptions, fumbling the ball. The only thing, they were getting mishandled. I mean, dismantled by the 49ers. The only thing that kept them in the game and kept them alive is Jimmy when he threw that damn pick in the fourth quarter. I agree. I agree with you. So it, uh, it, the game yeah, was so not it, as close as the score. It wasn't to me. It, it should have been a double-digit win by San Francisco, but I agree with you. Yeah, Jimmy G let them back in the game. And for Dak to say that the refs uh, just wanted to end the game at the end of the game and and, Mark, and Mike McCarthy to blame the refs at the end, no, you just got your ass handed to you for four quarters and Jimmy G let you back in with the dumbass pick like he always did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was it was the Cowboys' inability to produce anything offensively that game. It did not come down to them being being silly and not being able to spike the ball to give themselves a second or two left on the clock. No, that did not cost you the game. Your performance in all four quarters cost you. Bye bye, Cowboys. Um, moving it on along um, to the Sunday nighter um, that was here in um, right at our feet here at Arrowhead, baby. Our Chiefs was uh, victorious 42 to 21. We all figured that that it would be a red and gold party and that black and gold for Pittsburgh was going to be black and blue at the end of the day. And that's what it was. Our Kansas City Chiefs was victorious, like I said, to the 21 had it being 34 17 beats had it being 30 to 20 and cal had it being 28 13 so you know um the chiefs did above and beyond you know putting up at 42 and getting that dub at home 
you know, um, great win by the boys to uh, advance to this uh, divisional round. And I'll get into that. Um, just to throw this out real quick in the last one to finish off before we get into our little preview about Pittsburgh. But uh, we had a Monday nighter. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. It was Arizona at the Rams that got totally obliviated and exited off the lot expeditiously. Arizona fell 11 to 34 to the L.A. Rams in L.A. We all had the Rams being victorious as well. We all actually had it real close. We did not expect this. We expect we we all expected the Rams to win, but we did not have it 34 to 11 likes. I had it at 27, 28. Beats had it at 31, 28, and Cal had it at 28 to 23. So we all was expecting a close ball game with two teams that hate each other so passionately. But the Rams said, "No, we smack you down, Kyler Murray and." You know, that's why I couldn't beat the Rams in that game. But I just got one thing on that. Um, it just looked to me like the moment was too big for Kyler Murray and, and Cliff Kingsbury. And that offense, to me, looks very lost without D-Hop. Yeah, yeah. That, it, Kyler Murray's first playoff game, Kingsbury's first, first playoff game, like we alluded to in the preview of this game, was just going to be too much. That's why I did not pick Arizona. But um, sports here, you guys are probably wondering how'd you guys do as far as the standings. Me and Beats cleared it across the board at six and zero for Super Wild Card Week, and Cal was right behind us at five and one. So we all did our due diligence um, very properly in this Super Wild Card Weekend. But um, I know we're going to get into that um, preview of our uh, huge win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cal, you want to take it over? All right, let's go ahead and get into the recap of the Chiefs. I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Chiefs. Um, let's go ahead and give a little stats real quick. All right. Okay. It's like Lee said, the score was 10 to 36. Uh, Pat Mahomes went for uh, 23 of 30, 258 yards, three TDs. Uh, Williams was. Uh, Hold on, what? No, he had five TDs. Hold on, what, what stats you got? I must have got the wrong. Hold on, buddy. Hold on, let me. And then you said 10 to 36. Now we won 42 to 21. Hold on, buddy. Yeah, you got the other game, fella. I got the uh, game prior. Hold on. <laughs> My best for series. Jeez. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep, the Chiefs, uh, 21 and 42, the Chiefs over the uh, Steelers. Uh, Pat Mahomes went for 30 or 39, 404 yards, five uh, TDs, one INT. Kenny was the leading carrier. Kenan with a uh, 12 carry, 61 yards. Patrick Mahomes had 29 carry, 29 carry yards as well. Uh, Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league, in my opinion, five receptions, 108 yards, one TD. McKinnon right, right behind, McKinnon right behind him with six receptions, 81 yards, and one TD. Uh, a thousand yards plus, or lack thereof. 
uh, Robinson had four catches with uh, 76 yards. Um, in the defense department, Sneed, uh, Sneed was our uh, leading uh, tackler with six tackles. And we also were able to get a sack by Wharton and Dana. So we got two sacks on Big Ben. But let's go ahead and dive into this game because uh, obviously I wanted the Chiefs to win. But it also was uh, sad for Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, I was a, a big uh, Ben Roethlisberger early, fan earlier in his career. And, uh, you know, to see him take that last uh, raw like that and to take a, a loss in that fashion kind of sucked for Ben, but great that we was able to move forward. So, fellas, go ahead and dive in on this game and give me some of your thoughts on it. Um, I really don't have too much in, in this ball game because um, the proof is in the pudding what these Kansas City Chiefs are – set out in what they are doing right now. But um, how I tell you guys all the time, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Like you said, that defense, um, yes, and that's right. I started there with the defense. I get to the offense in just one moment. But for this defense to come out and really stifle this Pittsburgh Steelers team who we knew didn't have much of a chance – the Chiefs defense said, not only do you have much of a chance, we're going to show you, you don't have a flying chance on this Sunday night here in Kansas City, Missouri. To hold that team to 49 yards in the first half or whatever, the uh, the horrific um, stat from Big Ben in the first half, um, you know, it was just monumental um, considering, like I said, um, the other things that I'm going to get to in just a minute. But um, just defense, stand up, tip your hat, boys. You know, I know you did it against Pittsburgh, you know, um, who, who we weren't overlooking, but we knew they could not step toe-to-toe with us in the mosh pit. But uh, shouts out to the D. Um, offensively, um, yeah. That's where I'm getting at. I don't like the fact that, you know, you guys kind of kind of stepped at the doorstep of that burning house (laughs) that you found your way out of earlier in this year. You kind of went to the doorstep of that burning house with the interception. the play that I didn't understand with Cole Hartman and the pistol and Darrell Williams, um, you know, fumbling um, to ultimately let TJ run to the end zone, take a seven, nothing lead. I don't like that. Um, you know, you let this, you let these Steelers uh, jump out to a seven, nothing lead. And, you know, if it wasn't for Mr. Butterfingers, Deandre Washington, um, for Pittsburgh, that game could have been a little bit closer due to the inability of the offense not being able to strike that pilot early. That's number one. But the defense said, nah, we got y'all. Let's pick it up. But that's what I don't like. You, know, um, you kind of stepped at that doorstep of that burning house. Um, I you, you know it doesn't need no introduction. It it, it must be fixed um, with this opponent that we have coming up. 
um, this Sunday coming into our house for a divisional round. You know, um, McKinnon, I've been saying it all year, number one. Um, he really has showed that. Um, I know Clyde may have been a number one draft pick or whatever, but this kid needs to be the future feature back in this offense. He showed an explosive nature. And see, a lot of guys may say, what is it that Andy Reid did differently for the playoffs? Because he always does something that we haven't seen all year long, and he'll do it in the playoffs. We know what it was. It was number one, Jeremy Kennedy. I'm going to throw you on out there, young man. I'm going to hit him with the screen game, something this something this city hasn't seen all year long. That's what Andy Reid did. All in number one and hitting the team, hitting the Pittsburgh Steelers right in the mouth with it. Kudos to this team. Andy Reid showed once again why he's the guru when it comes to this type of mosh pit stumping. Um, you don't mess with him because that's what that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a surprise 143 yards from scrimmage from number one McKinnon. The receivers did what they had to do. I like what Pringle did. Like like uh, Cal said, the best tight end. You know, not Kittle. That's Kelsey doing what he doing, grooving in the end zone. Pringle, D. Rob. You know, um, McCole Hartman. All around good performance. We're moving on. 42-21, divisional week. Y'all ahead and clean it up, fellas. Yeah, I guess just to add on, I guess my few comments on this game. Um, one, Mike Tomlin before the game said, uh, if you blink, then your eyelids got to get cut off. Well, I guess the Steelers blinked, so I guess his eyelids got to get cut off because um, they're going home and they're sitting at home watching them the television of the, you know, for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, number two, um, like you said, man, uh, they did step on that uh, burning house door. They were knocking at it because I was like, oh, Lord, here we go again. Um, especially with the uh, the the Wildcat with uh, Miko Harmon in the in the pistol there uh, with the Wildcat giving it to Daryl. I just, I just didn't see no need for for that call. And uh, during that whole spill, I don't know, I forgot. Oh, I was talking to my cousin at that moment. And uh, I said, and yeah, I said it, you know, I mean, as far as Andy Reid, I'm, uh, you know, you know, he likes his food. I was like, why Why do you always have to be just be cute? Just, just run your offense, put the ball in your best player's hand, which is Patrick Mahomes, number 15, not number 17. Okay. Um even though Daryl Williams actually fumbled, but still, I just don't like that. Uh, Twice. Yeah. You know, just, just, I just don't like that he was at a pistol. Um, even when they did the, uh, even when they did it in the red zone with Kelsey throwing it, I was still in my head. I said, here we go with this crap again. Can you just line up and punch somebody in the mouth, please? Thank you. Just, you don't have to, I mean, I know you want to do that stuff to get your players in you know, get them involved and excited and, and engaged. But sometimes it's just best to go about it the old-fashioned way and just hit somebody in the mouth, man. Uh, but that's neither here or there. This is the Andy Reid ball club. But like you said, um, this game is is about one thing and one thing only to me, and that's uh, Jeremy McKinnon. We talked about this all the way back in training camp. In this game, 
for me came into fruition of what I thought he would be the whole entire season. He mm-hmm. is the best running back for this uh, offense, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yes. Uh, he's able, when there's holes, he's able to even go into a hole, see that it's not there, jump cut back to another lane to where he can make yes. something on the outside. Something to where Darrell Williams can do that but he doesn't have the speed and acceleration to make those pop 12 to 15 yards like Jeremy McKinnon did in that ball game. Um, even when things look like it's not there just to beat the linebackers to the corner, to the, to the sideline, just to get upfield and gain a good six or seven yards and turn a, a two to three yard gain into a, you know, a five or six or seven, um, in my opinion. I know Clyde is is practicing this week. Um, to me, he could be on a pitch count. I, I, to me, uh, I don't care if you yeah. are the number one pick. Um, we can just chalk that up to the game and say that's just a bust and that's on us. But the best back and the best chance we have in this ball game coming up for me is Jeremy McKinnon being that third option because it opened up so many things in this passing game to where the Steelers had to worry about Jenner McKinnon, and you saw them breaking hard on those flats to where it opened things for D-Rob, Pringle, and even uh, Kelsey and sometimes Hill. So for me, it's it's Jeremy McKinnon uh, all day, every day. And defensively, um, just keep doing what you're doing. They had a great game plan. Um, about the third quarter, they took their starters out, you know, giving the backup some uh, – some time there and special teams was, you know, good across the board on, uh, you know, kickoff and uh, returns and all that and punts and all that. And, e- and even uh, Miko Hartman on that, even though one of them got called back. Um, so that's all I got on that game. You know, good overall. They started off slow, but good overall game. Yeah, uh, it was a great game. Um, one thing I liked about it is how Andy uh, didn't take his foot off the gas. Uh, he kept running it up on him. That's one thing that I liked about the game. Uh, McKinnon was a breath of fresh air, watching what he was able to do in the rushing and receiving game. Like I said, I was a fan of him like we all were early. And, like, I'm also a fan of Gore. Uh, I know Daryl Williams, Williams was dealing with turf toe. And it's kind of similar to uh, people to deal uh, deal with gout. And I definitely know that, fellas. Y'all know that. So he's, I know that toe was very, very tender for him. And, you know, maybe that was a play to factor with those fumbles. I can't uh, remember uh, each play by play on that one. But uh, that could have played a factor in his productivity for sure, dealing with that turf toe, because he's normally pretty sure-handed. Uh, but, yeah, uh, back to McKinnon, man. Like I said, man, I was happy to see he uh, the bursts and the cuts he was able to make. Uh, he did have holes that he was utilized and uh, that you don't see from uh, Clyde. I don't know what's going – well, Clyde be- – Back to Clyde, too. Uh, Clyde just really did – he ain't showed me nothing yet. You know, he had his moments last year, but he, he just ain't ain't showed me. And I've seen – to me, I've seen a lot more from the young running back Gore and McKinnon out there uh, with this new Chiefs offensive line. But um, great win by the offense. Defense took care of business as usual. I'm just anxious to see how this offense is going to look against a team that – uh, way more competitive than Pittsburgh. What are we going to see against them? But we'll get into that. 
But other than that, I don't have too much more on that game. Great win by the yeah. Chiefs. Overall, yeah. good team win. Yeah, yeah, very much good team win. But um, I'm going to just throw this in here real quick. Um, why is such a scary notion that this Kansas City Chiefs team is back? I'm going to give you two plays. Um, Tyreek Hill on a on a shovel underhand pass from uh from 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 uh Mahomes. Um the same one like McKinnon scored on. Um he ended up just short of the goal line. They called it a touchdown at first. They went back on, on under under further review and reverted it back and said no, he was a half a yard short. On the next play, Big Red comes out of the treasure box and say, oh, okay, 7-3, get in there. Let's run the thick six. And Mahomes completes a touch, one-yard touchdown pass to Nick Allegretti. That's dangerous, fellas. Andy Reid is in his bag. That's all I'm going to say. It's dangerous time. It's, for, it's all gas, no breaks with this team and Andy Reid. That is real dangerous. And I'm just going to say those were two plays where it was just like they were determined. We know what we're going to run. We know it's going to work, and we're going to put you away. It showed me all those three things. I'm just going back to the plays. Like I said, the difference with um, Clyde and McKinnon and Gore, Clyde hesitates too much. Gore and McKinnon, they see a hole, and they can break on it and hit it real fast. Clyde, he dances around too much. Gore and McKinnon are more valuable and more explosive to this offense. No knock against Clyde, but hey, it's but it's a not it's a knockly. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, uh, I've been I've been on what McKinnon was way back with Minnesota when he was tearing stuff up. Um, but his hamstrings kept on, you know, road blocking him um, when he was doing his thing with San Francisco. I knew what McKinnon was, and I'm glad Beat said it. We've been talking about it all year, back tra- going back to training camp. We've had this vision for number one, and, oh, boy, did he come through. But our Chiefs are moving on. So, um, you know, um, that sets the stage for what I'm going to get into here at Sports Talk KC before we get things wrapped up on the tail end of this divisional round episode. Saturday, um, we got the slate of divisional round games. Um, I'm going to kick it off um, Saturday to kick things off. Um, divisional round week, we have the Bengals traveling south. Southbound to take on the Tennessee Titans. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend too much time with you. I was telling me a little bit. I think during our game, or maybe the day after our game, or something. And I told him, "Oh yeah, I'm going there. I think Daddy's gonna win this ball game in Tennessee." Okay, Burrow and Chase is coming for that. So much being the number one seed, Tennessee, you losing Saturday. I'm going with Cincinnati in this ball game, 28 to 23. Beats, where you going? Uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you, fella. Uh, <laughs> it seems like the NFL truly wants 
Joe Burrow to be the white savior of the NFL, of the young and up and coming quarterbacks. They want him to be the great white knight to to bring the back to prominence to where that's the standard of the uh, the quarterback in the NFL, the prototype. Um, so, in my opinion, uh, yeah, I'm going with Cincinnati. They get all the calls. They get all the, the blown whistles doing the, the play call and the defense stops and they still follow the touchdown. And then they just move on like nothing else happens. I'm going with Cincinnati in this ball game, and I'm picking them 31, 24, since. Mm. Mm. Where you going, Cal? I'm going with Cincinnati, man. Uh, Burl is really showing his birth right now. Uh, him and the Chase connection is really thriving over there in Cincinnati. Uh, the defense is playing well. I'm taking Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to say 28, 28, 17. Mm, mm, mm. And just a note for this game, um, Derek went, Derek Henry, um, Two two days ago, um, two days in a row, actually completed all um, protocols in contact practices. So it looks like Derrick Henry will be in the fold for this game as well. But that still does not change my line of thinking. We all have Cincinnati in this ball game. I think it'll be a good one. But just because Tennessee was the number one seed will show that don't make you advance to the next round. Really going to have to put up or shut up. We all have Tennessee in this ball game moving on Cincinnati. over. Well, we all have Cincinnati over Tennessee in this ball game moving on to the next round. The second matchup for Saturday, a very good one. You have Jimmy G and the 49ers that come off a – dismantling of Jerry's world, traveling to where we know discount double-check land, green back, and to face off against AR and that look that he's been having all year. I'm going to start it off. My pick, my Super Bowl pick is being Kansas City and Green Bay all year long. Um, The 49ers are a tough out for Green Bay. I get that, um, but Jimmy G is going to be in a ruckus crowd going up against AR and that look that he possesses. <laughs> I just think he, Jimmy G's inability to really control a game all four quarters is going to come back to bite San Francisco. Um, like I said, I have Green Bay being the participant in the NFC. Let's just put that out there right now. So with that being said, I'm going to go with Mr. AR, discount double check, and the pack in a 31-17 win at home over the 49ers. Where are you going, Beats? Yeah, I'm right there with you, fella. Discount double <laughs> check. I would, pick, I would pick the 49ers, but it's, it's just what you said, man. It's either It's the quarterback for me. 
I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I do Jimmy G. I know that the 49ers have given them fits here the past couple of years and just as far as, you know, taking them down to the wire and even sometimes beating them. But, nah, I'm I'm going with discount double check with, uh, you know, I'm going uh, 34-20. I like that. Cal? I'm going with AR. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely licking his chops, man. He's licking his chops and he's ready to uh, – <laughs> Snipe everything out there. So I'm definitely going with AR. Uh, I don't have any faith in uh, San Francisco. Uh, so I'll, I'll take it 3110. Mm, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. We all have Mr. Discount Double Check and Devontae and that potency of what they're doing down in Green Bay advancing over the 49ers. But I will put this in there. The Big P could be on the outside somewhere on one of the, you know, s- somewhere on the back of the plane. The the Big P could travel with the 49ers now. Don't get me wrong. They didn't been here a time or two. And we know, what, we know how Green Bay has fumbled away these seats the last couple of years. So I, I don't think it'll happen, but 49ers are – one of those teams that could travel with that BP. <laughs> I'm going to just put that out there right now, but I don't think it happened. I'm going to do a little bit something different here. Oh, well, now, nah, matter of fact, now, nah, matter of fact, I'm on the right track. I'm on the right track. I'm going to get to Sunday's ball game. That's right. The first one to kick off Sunday, Divisional Week. We had the LA Rams traveling to Tampa Bay. Can the super team of the Rams dethrone Tom Brady and the Bucks? It'll be a hell of a story, but I don't see it happening Sunday in Raymond James Stadium. <laughs> I do think it'll be a hell of a ball game. I do think Tom Brady will may have to come back in this ball game to solidify himself. I don't think that- The NFL is not going to let Tom Brady lose this game. (laughs) I don't have trust in the Rams to go in and take it from Tom Brady. So I'm going with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady to move on in a close one. I'm going to give this ball game easily 27 to 24. Tampa Bay. Beaten. Three point win, huh? Yeah, I'm am going to uh Yeah, I'm going with Tom Brady. I, I'm with you. They're not gonna let the great white hope uh you know uh not make it to the NFC championship. They're gonna find some type of way, some type of loophole. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but it's gonna happen. It happens every year, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going with the great white hope, and uh, and that is uh, Tom Brady. Uh, my score for this game is uh, let's go 31 28. Tampa mm. Bay. Mm, another another three point margin there. Uh huh. I think this will be a close one too. What you got, Cap? 
We all know Tom Brady's going to drop down to his knees and do his due diligence <laughs> on the refs. Uh, his due diligence. Uh, so I'll go with Tampa Bay. Uh, I think he's going. I think he's going to be on. He's going to have to get that ball out quicker. They're coming. They're going to be head hunting. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll go. I don't think it's going to be in the thirties. I think it's going to be tight. So I'm going to go. 26, 21. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, we all have Tom Brady um, advancing on um, to another championship round in his prolific career. But this is a really tough Rams team. Um, they could, they could, they could pack the big P as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be, can they un? Can they're packing it? Can they unpack it once they bounce out? I don't think it's going to be an easy game to beat the Rams. Yeah, I, I, we shall see. Um, I do think the Rams can get off on Tampa Bay offensively. So um, that makes for a game to where I think, it, you know, I'm not, I didn't go against him, but I think Tom Brady could be facing a deficit at some point. And so we shall see where the chips may fall. We all went with Tampa Bay in this one. But um, to end things up for divisional week in the NFL, y'all know what time it is. Sunday night football, baby. Um Say the best for last. <laughs> Round two. We got Buffalo coming into Kansas City again for, like I said, round two. Um, I'm going to just get off into it. Um, whatever, our little spills or what to look for, preview, whatever. Um, and then I'm going to go into scoring prediction. But uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different here for this ball game. Um, the Can- Kansas City Chiefs, better dudes. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's how you label it. What what the Chiefs better do? Uh, you better uh, be ready to spy Josh Allen. Okay, keep an eye on him because this is a guy that can beat you not only with his arms but his legs as well. Um, you better be ready to play tight coverage. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier against Pittsburgh, um, it was a lot of times those guys was open, you know, um, and some guys would have caught balls. Um, that game could have been a little bit closer or just a little bit longer, you know, um, so play tight. Um, better dudes, um, Ingram, Frank Clark, um, Jaren Reed, Chris Jones, Wharton, you know what y'all better do. Y'all better show up. Y'all better show up because it's going to be because of y'all. We're advancing, okay? This game is going to come down to the trenches. That's what you better do. You better start fast as well, offensively and defensively. You come out, you come out and be, you come out and be, uh, have a lack of want to or a lack of I'm going to. Buffalo was going to get up on you 14-0 very quickly, 17-0 quickly if you pull that crap again like you pulled against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's another. You better you better start fast, okay? 
you better come out with some intensity because these last couple of playoff games dating back to the Super Bowl run, each playoff game we've had faced deficits. There has not been one playoff game in the Patrick Mahomes era where this team has came out and jumped on somebody and put their foot on their necks. This needs to be the game where Pat goes to the last dance type of mentality, like Jordan said. Every time he played Clyde Drexler or these other uh, up-and-coming cats, he took it personal how people would compare them to him, knowing he was the greatest at what he does. Pat, you better do it. This better be a Michael Jordan last dance type of performance. We know you, you know, count on your fingers. We know you hear, we know you hear the stuff in the media of teams comparing Josh Allen to you. You better come out and have that MJ performance. What's your bet not do, Kansas City Chiefs? You bet not take this team for granted. You bet not. I just, you bet not. Bet not take this team for granted. This team came in and beat you earlier in a weird game. I give them that, but they came in and they have the confidence that they can come in and beat you again. This is a heavyweight bout. This is what the NFL wants. Um, it, it was unexpected. You expect these teams to be in the AFC Championship again facing off, but they're not. It's like Duke and Kentucky or Duke and North Carolina being in a round of 32, like the guy on the uh, NFL, uh, one of those shows, saying it is what it is. They're here. So, but round two at Arrowhead, everything will come together. Patrick Mahomes will have that MJ two, three, last dance. I take this personal type of performance. So this will be a 31-2-20 victory for our Kansas City Chiefs to move on to face the Cincinnati Bengals in the championship game at Arrowhead. What you got in this ballgame, Beats? Well, let me get my uh, keys yeah, to the here there, fella. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, get all uh, that I'm, in. I'm, I'm, I'm along there with you. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna start defensively too. And that last ball game, we did not have Charvarius Ward, Willie Gay, um, Chris Jones, um Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Dan Sorensen was starting, y'all. Okay. Dan Sorensen played hundred percent. Dan Daniel Sorensen in the first matchup, not to cut y'all, played a hundred percent, a hundred percent of all snaps. He did come off the field the first game. My bad to cut you off. Oh, you're good. You're good. He he at least gave up about 14 of them dang on points in that game. Um, yeah, for me, this game is going to be one on the defensive side, like uh, like uh, Lee said. To me, Spagnolo, you're going to have to come up with the game plan of a lifetime to me. It's it's all – for the Bills, it's all Josh Allen or nothing. They run those QB draws. Um, he likes to extend the play. If you have a chance to put a lick on him, you better take it and take it personal. Okay. And I'm not saying injure the guy, but I'm just saying let them know. Hey, you you want you want to run, you you're gonna have to pay for that, okay? Um, like you said, somebody's gonna have to spy him, and I was hoping that was gonna be really gay. Um, I, I'm still hoping that will be the case, but I guess we'll learn that tomorrow. I did see um, I maybe about an hour or so he was released. So maybe that maybe we can see if he shows up tomorrow and actually practice. Maybe we can get a uh, update from that. But like you said, man, um, it's going to come down to the defense getting 
a couple key stops here. And then that's where I flip to the offensive side. When you get those opportunities, when your defense makes a stop, you have to capitalize. And like you said, this is going to have to be the let your nuts hang for Andy Reid. Fuck it. We're, we're throwing the kitchen sink at you. We're going to play like there's no tomorrow because we don't know if there's no tomorrow. Because if we lose, we go home. So it's letting all the cats out of the bag for me. I need your best game plan of a lifetime to run up the score and keep it going. Score, have this game plan like you plan on scoring 60 damn points to me. Because that to me, that's what it's going to take. I mean, I know it's going to be like in the 40s and 30s, but playing like you're going to play, like you're going to score 60, in my opinion. And Jeremy Kennan needs to start in this game and get the bulk of the carries and do the same things that you were doing last week and just expand on it even more, in my opinion. And then, like you were saying with Patrick Mahomes, this for him is going to have to be over my dead body. Bag. He was asked in his press conference yesterday, um, you know, you hear all the, the naysayers out there and they comparing you to this guy and that guy. Do you have – the question was phrased, do you have one of those games where you just want to prove everybody uh, wrong type of things? And – he, he downplayed it a little bit, but he had a grin on his face. He's like, yeah, I just like winning. But he had this look on his face. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm about to go the F off in this game. So, I'm going to need one of those. And then just play a clean game for me on both sides of the ball. Limit the penalties, the stupid plays. Um, don't wow. turn over the ball because, like like Mike Tomlin said, if you blink in this game, then, then you really going to need your eyelids cut off. Okay, because whoever really does blink in this game first probably will lose, in my opinion. So those are my keys to the game. And this game is, as as of right now, the the odds are, uh, you know, they have the Chiefs at a one and a half point uh, win. So this is a game. I'm going with the Chiefs. Forty one. Uh, 37. 37? Yeah. Okay, well, Cal? he's going to do his job then. Um, <laughs> I, all I got to say, I'm sorry, man. Uh, all I got is uh, just keep doing what y'all was doing last week offensively. Keep the pedal on the floor, on, on the floor. rip the wheel tight, and uh, do what you got to do offensively, defensively. Uh, offensively and defensively, uh, do what you did against Pittsburgh. Uh, try to eliminate Josh Allen because if you take Josh Allen out the game, nobody else pretty much there to take over. Like you guys said, he does like to uh, extend plays and, and run. If you get an opportunity to pick a lick on him, like I said, don't hurt him, but make him feel you. Make him second guess taking off from them uh, rushing yards. Uh, I just want to see what Andy Reid's going to do to keep the uh, offense uh, – in the defense of the Bills, second-guessing this offense. Uh, but I don't really have much. I just pretty much just want to keep see them keep putting their foot on the pedal like they did last game, and defense keep doing what y'all been doing. What's your score? Ooh. I don't think they're going to get it up in no 40. So, I'm going to say uh, 38. 
And just to be honest, uh, I, I'm going to just go back real quick. I had this score as 31 to 20. I'm going to give Buffalo a, Buffalo a little bit more respect. I'm going to say 31 to 27. Yeah, I can see that. I can really see that one. I can. I just uh, think thirty-one to twenty-seven, but I'm gonna make. Um, I, I hope. Uh, I hope that. Uh, that. Um, the Bills don't crack the uh, hot twenties, but yeah, we do gotta give them credit when credit is due. Oh yeah, they're gonna yeah. score. They're gonna score. Yeah. They're gonna make plays. The, yeah, they're they're gonna. They're, yeah, they're gonna get theirs. But I'm you can, if you can hold them on the 30, I'm, that's good. I'm that when they came here earlier and scored, you know, 38 points on us, beat us 38 to 20, I believe. Um, a lot of those, um, the Chiefs had two turnovers in the red zone. You know, one of them went for a pick six. It was a pick six. It was just a lot of crazy things in that first game. And let's not forget, you know, a lot of people say Buffalo has the number one rated defense, yada, 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 in this category, that category, yada, yada, yada. But let's not forget this loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Probably a good reason why this game is in Kansas City <laughs> Not in Buffalo. Let's put that out there. They lost to the Jags nine to six. Okay. This team got beat by the Colts 40, 41 to 15. Okay. The Jets, Nick Wright, or what's the kid's name? I forget the uh, forget the quarterback for the Jets. I'm maybe saying it wrong, but this exactly. the right. The Jets torch. This team, I'm not taking no credit away from Buffalo, but those are just cold, hard facts. The last something we gotta do when we get off the air here, look up the last 10 quarterback that the Buffalo Bills faced, and I risk my case there. But it's gonna be a hell of a game. Um, we all know what it is, we're all going with our Chiefs to advance on how we, if it stands, how we picked it. Um, the championship game will find its way back to Arrowhead. So, no credit away for this team. I clearly just gave this team seven more points um, in my over my original prediction for this ball game. So, I have respect for the team. So, you know, break check the Bob in advance. Go ahead, Cal. Y'all guys got anything else on this game? No, no. Your message that your phone's about to die. Yeah, it's pretty much about to die on me. Uh, I'm on twelve percent. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to rush. I'm about to plug it up now. Y'all guys got it. I mean, anything else you need to cover? I'm plugging it up now. Sorry about that. It, it, it's 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 nothing else to cover in this ball game. I, that, I, I had a quick little point. We go back to Super Bowl 50 for a moment. The Seattle Seahawks was facing a, a very potent Denver Bronco, Peyton Manning-led team. 
And let's go back to early on in that ball game. Denver all year was killing people, crossing routes, things to Demarius Thomas. Rest in peace to the late, you know, Demarius Thomas. They would kill teams with crossing routes in Seattle in that Super Bowl very early. Smacked Demarius Thomas so hard and said, oh, nah, what y'all been doing all year? Y'all not about to do it in the Super Bowl. And it sent a message of physicality. Not today, not tomorrow. Y'all not getting that off on us. That's what it's going to take in this ball game. Whoever can deliver that first momentum shifting type blow, strip sack or nice or blindside sack, that's going to be the momentum in this ball game. And I hope the Chiefs get it with a nice sack early, get the crowd into it, and just let the ball roll down the hill. I just use that analogy for, you know, just use that as an example. When Seattle quickly said, no, Peyton, and then y'all not about to do them crossing routes on us. Chancellor set the tone early, and we know how that game ended. So that's the kind of feel that I put the game in. Something needs to happen early from the jump to spark the Kansas City Chiefs advancing on. Turnover, whatever. Something needs to jump. Tyron Matthew, I need you to step up, bro. 3-2. B-3-2. Nigga, B-3-2. You have one of them picks on the back end. You force Josh Allen into one of them throws or something. We need it from you, honey badger. You've been quiet. We need you to be loud this game. I need you to be out there beating on your chest, big dog. You're going to be important. You and Thornhill. Because that first time, that back end was not what would now. All right, all right, all right. We shall see what happens Sunday. Uh, definitely a big game. And we all look for our Chiefs to be victorious against the Bills. I think it's going to be a very great game. Uh, but that being said, fellas, you got anything else you need to cover? Nope. All right. With that being said, this concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. I am one of your hosts, Cowboy. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Calvia Beats. Yes, if you're checking for me, Sports Heads, you can find me at dbeats1492 on all social media platforms. And the Sports Talk KC's page, we thank you for your continued support and listening to this podcast. Like I said at the beginning, um, you know, rate, view, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, all that good stuff just helps us uh, grow the sports head community. And we do this stuff for you guys. And uh, yeah, so uh, Lee, if they're checking for you, where can I find you? Yeah, man, Lee86, um, Random Jones. Um, y'all can find me at the uh, social media handles, Instagram, Facebook, like Beach was saying as well, the Sports Talk KC page and all that good stuff about that short and sweet. Hey, we back. A lot of people counted us out. A lot of people didn't even have us being here. And oh, what a feeling. Joshy, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills here in our home, in our crib, round two for the respect and for the right to represent in the ASC championship game. Let's buckle up, fellas. Let's get ready. This is about to be one hell of a ride. 
All right, all right. With that being said, we up out of here, sports heads. Peace. Chiefs.